Before we get started with today's podcast, we'd like to ask returning listeners to leave us a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you really enjoy it, share a link to this podcast with friends or family who would enjoy hearing our weekly discussions about basketball and basketball culture. Now, on to the show. Yeah, this is amazing. Michigan can keep this game to a 19-foot, 9-inch game. Inside that three-point line, it's all there. Welcome to the 99 Podcast by HVS. I'm Josh Barnett, and I'm joined today by Craig Shoebridge, uh, who is down here for a second time in the uh, 99 Podcast room, our podcast studio. Um, and we're going to start a segment with uh, Shoe down here called Shoe Stories. Not about shoes, about the shoe. So welcome. Thank you, Mr. Barnett. Good <laughs> early Thursday afternoon. So those of you that have uh, listened to the betting pod that we did, what was that, last week? Yes, last Wednesday, I believe. So you know a little bit of the background of, of Shuby, who's sitting across from me right now. Um, and you know that I introed him by saying he's one of the craziest people I've ever met. But he, he's, I say that in, in the highest regard because he's hilarious. And he's hilarious without even trying to be funny. And it normally branches off from one of his stories so i thought what better way to bring that to the masses than to tell some shoe stories every time we're able to get him down here in the uh in the studio and uh so today there was there was one in particular that i wanted to talk to you about because uh i remember you told it when we first started working together probably what seven years ago and it's just hilarious and it fits the the college basketball concept that we have going on uh here at 199 so you went to the University of Southern Indiana at the same time that Bruce Pearl, who is now the head coach at Auburn, who'd went, gone on to uh, M- Milwaukee, Wisconsin after he left USI, and then went to Tennessee, then got the show cause penalty, and then resurfaced back with the Auburn Tigers, right? Yes, sir. Love Bruce. So you got some pretty good Bruce uh, Bruce Pearl stories, but there's a... There's a sledding Bruce Pearl story that I remember that I vaguely remember. We talked a little bit off air um, about it, but can you can you set up the 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 relationship with between Bruce Pearl and the students at USI when you were there, and and, and in particular your group of guys? Well, I don't think there's any question anybody that's watched Bruce coach and or just watched Bruce go to uh, especially Tennessee when he was going to watch the ladies at Tennessee. Uh, just him as a fan fitting in with the student section. Uh, our student section in particular at that time at USI, obviously USI was a, a national contender and uh, we had a, it was a fraternity that I was in. Did they win the national championship when you were there or yeah. was that after, mm-hmm. or what year were you? Uh, I was there 93 to 96. So they won in 95, 90s, right? Yeah, one of those. Something like that. That's pretty cool. We were, we were actually playing a baseball game then and uh, they were down big and, uh, so they would announce the score after, you know, every half inning or something like that. And then, I don't know, we ended, I think we were getting our butts kicked in about the fifth inning. And coach was like, that's enough of the shit. I don't want to hear that score anymore. And we were like, damn it. <laughs> I remember. Actually, I, was I think with, that was a semifinal game. 
Yeah, there was a big comeback in in there somewhere. They had but a couple I, of big comebacks. I was at Hilltop for some reason, like eating with my family, and it, they had yeah. like one box TV up there that we watched at least maybe that semifinal game on because we left the house and they were down big, and we got to Hilltop, which is only a couple minutes away, and it was tight then. Um, but that was a, a, a crazy quick run, and uh, the uh, we had Joe Patton, my my. One of my all-time favorite coaches that I had up at Wrights, he was on that staff, so he's he's always got some funny stories too. Going back to Bruce, you know, is obviously his style of play excited, you know, everyone. Uh, and the student section again that we had, the fraternity we had at that time, was a really great mix of guys that loved sports in general, not in particular basketball, and then a bunch of uh, just a bunch of rednecks that loved to hunt. Okay. <laughs> So we got, I mean, it is what we got pretty, we got pretty rowdy. And Bruce loved it, absolutely loved it. And uh, so he, uh, like any coach, had a coach's show. And uh, we lived in an apartment with uh, everybody was, it was like a 21 housing type deal. And uh, so uh, we would call into the show. And uh, Bruce knew a couple of our guys because they were uh, assistants on the basketball team. And so uh, one of the, you know, they'd call in and just ask, you know, some good questions for Bruce. Uh, give him an opportunity to answer, and then it usually ended up, like, Bruce, you're going to stop by and drink a beer with us when you get done at the show? <laughs> and, he's, you know, he'd giggle and say, yeah, sure. 45 minutes later, knock at the door. <laughs> There's Bruce. Come in, just have a quick beer with us, you know. Thank us for our support. Thanks for coming out to the games. Thanks for calling into the show. Just, you know, probably didn't stick around more than 15 minutes, but just took the time to show the students his appreciation. Because he is a – master motivator and he is he wants to become one with the student body he's got all that energy the stuff you were talking about earlier I mean it's it's not even far-fetched that he shows up to drink a beer because he knew he had to do that stuff especially at USI to get students to come out yeah you didn't see that stuff on TV at USI but you know once he moved on to Tennessee and and again going and watching Pat Summit's girls you know and he's bare-chested he's out bare-chested there. you know and then I think they just showed something the other night uh, I guess I'm trying to think he was he was at Tennessee and I think it was the first time they beat Kentucky and he told the guys he said you know act like you've been here before got into the locker room kind of stared at all and they just kind of stared at him it showed this on ESPN the other night and he just ripped his shirt went off went fucking bananas went right nuts <laughs> <laughs> and those guys are like yeah he had he, he told us act like you've been here and he's, but that's just the way Bruce was man and, and it, still, you know, is. still is I mean yeah. Still is. I mean, he showed up at Auburn his his first midnight matinee at Auburn. He he dressed like Gus Malzahn because he knew football football ruled right. So I mean, you have to endear yourself to the uh, the the culture that's already there. And see, and so we'll get to the sledding store here in just a second. But again, going back to Bruce, as far as this weekend goes, uh, you know, USI is bringing that national championship team in. Oh, sweet! Uh, I didn't know that this Saturday. And uh, I can't remember what time Bruce plays, but rumor has it he's going to take the time after the game to fly in and join his uh, USI players. That's pretty in that cool. celebration. That's I know that uh, with the work that we do with the Atterbury Foundation, um, I know that Bruce is, has uh, reached out to their family and, and said he would help in any way when we first got it started off the ground too. So uh, nothing but love for for Bruce Pearl. I did have a uh, I did have a question when you when you. Um, talked a little bit there about the USI game, the upcoming USI game. Are you going to make it around till tip-off? Depends <laughs> on which assistant athletic director shows up. 
<laughs> so, so let me let me give a let me give our listeners a quick quick rundown. So I don't I don't really go to much USI many USI games or UE games, um, and that's more to do with having just a young family and and constantly being uh, busy and stuff. But I do get an opportunity with with my buddy Danny Fulton. He'll take me to a few games here and there. So was that two years ago, three years ago? I think it was early last year. Honestly, oh, it wasn't last year. Well, it was was a couple years ago. It was a couple years ago. So they were playing Bellarmine. It was a big game. Bellarmine was ranked number one. USI was in the top ten at least. Uh, Really good team with Alex Stein and those guys um, at USI. So it was a big hype game. And uh, we go out to beat ups and drank a little bit before and and then head over there. So I'm at home. Right. Not you. I do. I do with Fulton and, and Wingert and those guys. And so I show up at the game, and we go to the the varsity club to have a couple more beers before a tip off that you can that they would let you do there at the pack, the old pack arena. The new arena is fucking amazing, by the way. Um, and uh, I I run into Scotty, your buddy Scotty, and I'm like, Hey, where's where's Shuby? Where's Shuby? And he said, Oh, you didn't hear? He didn't call you. I'm like, No, I haven't talked to him. I just knew he was gonna be out here. He's like, No, he got thrown out. <laughs> Yeah, so my son works, my son, uh, that, so my son's 12 now at that time, I guess he would have been 10, so I guess it was a couple years ago. He works the, uh, he works all the games, he's the guy, you know, the, the mop boy, uh, sweeper boy, we call him, goes out and sweeps the free throw lanes and uh, all that, so uh, so I, I get there, or I have to get there 45 minutes before the game. Well, he's working all these games, so it is what it is. I drive around some cones and park in the media section, work, I call it the worker section. Plenty of parking spots there, and uh, things never filled up. So uh, a student helper comes out, and uh, I mean he's right on me, and he's like, "You can't park there." And I'm like, "Why not?" You know, my son's working the game. I'm here. I parked here before, and I had to park there before. Just hadn't gotten called out on. I guess he said, "No, you can't park there." And I said, "Okay, all right." So I go get in the car, the truck, and we're pulling out. And I mean, literally on the other side of the cones, it just, I just happen to not look see it i guess when i just focused on getting inside those cones there's a parking spot right there outside the cones so i'll go ahead and park so and i get out we're walking in he comes running after me again i told you you can't park there and i'm like i i am parked outside he's like no you're not i'm gonna go look i said go look asshole <laughs> and so my son and i keep walking and so by the time we get in the doors and I've got on my USI baseball sweatshirt, red, you can't miss it. Assistant athletic director comes up and says, you got to go. I said, what? You got to go. You, you threaten one of the uh, student workers out there. I'm like, and there's a, there's a police officer there. And I've got my 10-year-old son. I'm like, look, at him. I'm like, I just call him an asshole because he was being one. Okay. I moved when he told me to move. And then he came back out after me again and. And you know what? I'm parked outside of it, so he wasted his time. And I said, so, you know, surely we can get through this misunderstanding. She said, no, you got to go home. And I'm like, okay, well, I've got my 10-year-old son here that's working the game, so uh, you guys want to watch him? You know, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys got a daycare set up the, here? I looked at the police officer. I'm like, can he sit with you, stand with you? And he's just like, no. no you know? Oh, fuck no. We're not, we're not taking that shit on. And so she's like, no, you can stay right here until – Somebody comes and gets him. And I'm like, well, my in-laws will be here in a little bit, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, a good friend of mine, Gene World, that's one of the announcers, uh, ESPN Radio, he comes and gets Luke, takes care of him. So I go home. I'm gone 15 minutes. I walk back in the door because I only live a couple miles from campus. I walk in. My wife's like, what are you doing here? I thought you was going to the game. I said, I already got kicked out. 
She's like, what? I'm, I already got kicked out. I'm, Greatest night to get kicked out too, by the way, because they lost by what? I mean, they got destroyed. Like Fifty. Uh, they got destroyed. It was it was absurd. But I'll never forget. I behaved myself since then. I bet you can ask Scotty about running into me at that game, and and he'll be like, I remember the look on Barnett's face. The bar- look on Barnett's face that like I looked at Wingert. I just like my jaw dropped. I looked at Wingert. I'm like, how the fuck do you get thrown out of a USI game? No kidding. Ten minutes before. <laughs> I mean, I do. Tip. I do. I do. I do uh, several. I can't say a handful of baseball games on the radio to do the collar with Gene World and, and a Dan, I mean I'm I'm out there all the time and I'm just like I'm I'm just like seriously is this can we come to come some kind of resolve here on this and now you, you got to go every everybody's a little bit heightened when the number one team comes in the, the tensions were were yeah. tight everybody was tight man they were tight I'll never forget there you go. so we did the we did the whiteout at Hinkle for the Butler um the Butler Villanova game a few years a few years back, right? So we put on that whole deal for them with their help, and it was awesome. We had a great time with it. So they had scheduled a uh, a Hinkle walkthrough for us, the 99 guys, and maybe a handful of other people uh, before the game. But when you walked in that building, you could sense, like, the tension because Villanova was number one at the time, and it was they were deeming it the biggest game in Hinkle Fieldhouse history, right? And so we were just like past a little past a rope and just got laid into by some some dude walking to the office, you know, and we're like, calm down. So we were walking and, and we obviously we were respectful, but we were walking and they were tightening up the curtains because there was like a walkthrough going on and shit. And I was I, I'll never forget I looked at my ninety nine guys, I'm like, This doesn't bode well for Butler tonight because everybody is freaking the freaking fuck out. out. Yeah, exactly. It ended up being an amazing game. Well, you know, and you mentioned you you touched on it just a bit. I'll do a little recruiting for USI here. Bellerman's going D one. Yeah, uh, that new stadium, awesome. There can't there there can't be a nicer Division two stadium in the country. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. And so I don't know what this is going to do there for their recruiting, but I'm assuming it's significant. It's, it's going to be significant because it's uh it's beautiful. Seats right. got. Four thousand, and it's just man, it's awesome. Let's, and you know uh, what? We had no problems this year, so let's jump back into the pearl story. So he would come and visit. He would drink beers with you guys after you call into the radio show. Uh, how did you get him on a sled? Well, he he wasn't on the sled. Uh, you know what? He might have actually gone down, but it was there's Wrights Hill. You're familiar with Wrights Hill. I wasn't. You grew up with Wrights Hill. My wife grew up with Wrights Hill. My first experiences with Wrights Hill was was. You know, legit. I mean, this thing's what 150 feet. It's steep, steep, and, and straight and down. There's some rocks in there. Yeah, they they make ramps, and then what's nice <laughs> about it, when you get to the bottom, you got an entire football field. Yep. Before you hit coast. the real rocks. Yeah, before you just so you just coast and. Uh, so it was one of those nights. Uh, we after a game, we got out there, uh, a lot of snow, and we one of the guys sent Bruce a text, said, "Hey, you and Coach Hurdy's want to come out here to Wrights Hill and do some sledding with us and." And uh, he shows up again, okay? <laughs> shows up again, has a beer, and then uh, Walmart was sold out of sleds, okay? So this is so we do have Pearl and Hardy's there enjoying it with us, and uh, but we were without a sled, and so you know how my mind works. I'll figure something out, and we're standing in the kitchen. Like a hillbilly MacGyver. Exactly. I love MacGyver. Still love it. <laughs> and I look at our stove door. And I'm like, I can take that stove door off, stand in the middle of it, bow it, 
tie some shoestrings to it, and this is going to be like this. There, there won't be a faster sled. This is literally Christmas vacation. I mean, this is metal, metal on snow. That's, nothing's going to slow this down. So we get there, and it's as advertised. It's legit. Uh, so we did a test run. I just letting it go, and then somebody went down and got it, and it was like, wow. So the first guy that gets on this <laughs> is is a, a guy that I played ball with my entire life and was drafted the year he got drafted, the first pick in the second round, but the first catcher overall you can, you can in the MLB draft. There, right? Yeah, KB, Ken Brown. Then he's a, he's a big uh, – does a lot of uh, uh, hitting, catching instruction now for uh, – Down here for in Evansville here in still, Evansville. Right? Got his own yeah. school and stuff. But Kevin gets on this thing, and he's not a little guy. I mean, he's 6'2", 220, but he's a block. I mean, he's – and uh, he gets on this, and that thing hits a, a bump and then hits the bottom, and eventually he's like – he just laying down there, just laying and we're all looking at each other like our all-American catcher that you know had obviously hadn't been drafted yet. I'm like our all-American catcher is like out, like he's done. Like we're we're gonna have to go back and tell coach, you know, what no not was, just, was just per- what happened. Was, but was Pearl there at this time? I don't think Pearl was there at this time. Okay, but uh, but that's the and then you know that's the that's the Pearl writes Kevin Brown. Right till sledding stories, and then of course we went back. I tried to bow that thing as best I could, screwed it back on the uh, on the stove, and then eventually our resident assistant came in and was just like, "What? Whoa, whoa, whoa what's wrong? What's up with the stove here? It's like there's no paint on it. Like, what you guys do?" And I'm like, "Just, just worn out, man. This camp has been around for a while. We, it's just worn out." We like, went sledding with Coach Pearl. Yeah, I didn't tell him that. Baby. <laughs> but yeah, if you are without a sled, just. Uh, just uh, look at look, find it, find you an old garage door. You should start a YouTube channel. Show everybody how you did that. I'll never do that again. <laughs> All right. So tonight we got uh we got IU and Purdue coming up at, at Mackey. So by the time people listen to this, it'll be long over. So it'll be at least probably a week or so before we before we post um uh with Meyer's schedule or whatever. So the last uh, betting pod we had you on, the one thing I forgot to mention, but I wanted to save it for another pod since we're down here and it's IU Purdue and it's a rivalry and it's a perfect perfect chance to uh, explain this. Give me the Craig Shoebridge win-win bet. So I came up with this about probably six years ago during baseball season, and my bookie's a big Cardinals fan, and I would bet the car. I would I would uh, I would bet my Pirates. And my Pirates would lose, and the Cardinals would win. Not only did I lose money to him, but then, obviously, you know, he sent me some kind of smart-ass text back or whatever, you know. So it's like a double loss, right? I lost money, and, you know, he's bragging about the Cardinals. So I'm like, you know what, I'll fix his ass. I'm going to start betting against my Pirates. (laughs) Only when they play the Cardinals. Okay, this is the only time this works, is when you, you bet against your favorite team. So I'll bet against my Pirates, I'll bet against my Raiders, I'll bet against my Indiana Hoosiers. So I started betting on the Cardinals, and it it pissed him off. <laughs> you could tell. Because if the Cardinals won, then I won money. But then he couldn't come back and slam me about the Cardinals winning because I'd be like, I don't give a shit. I just won 50 right. bucks or 100 right. bucks off you. Exactly. Oh, great. That's fine. You know? And so – That's it, a win-win. That's a win-win, baby. My Pirates. <laughs> yeah. So then, if uh, my so then the way this comes back, the win win. If my pirates would win and I would lose money, then he couldn't say anything, 
Couldn't talk shit about your talk team. Talk shit about my team because my team won. And then he wouldn't send back like, well, you lost 50 bucks or anything like that. So I just completely stumped him on this win-win shit. <laughs> and so these last five years, any time the Pirates and the Cardinals play, I always bet the Cardinals. And the nice thing about baseball, obviously there's got to be a winner at the end. Granted, depending on the pitching, whether it might be a, a money line of minus 140. It's usually around 140 or it might be even. Very seldom you're going to get up to minus 200. This year might be a little different. I don't know how my Pirates are going to look, but uh, – so yeah, that's my win-win with uh, with the with the uh, the win-win strategy. So tonight you got right. IU Purdue. That's what I was going to ask. What what's the line on the IU Purdue game? Tonight? Uh, so Purdue's favored by six tonight. So here's how it works out with basketball. Depending on whether if IU wins tonight, I think they're in the tournament. Okay, yeah. I think they're in the tournament. They win tonight on the road at Purdue. The last thing I read said they could go one and three, and still they thought they would get in. I'm thinking two and two, but yep. it, this would be a huge step because the the next three games are, are decent matchups for them. I think. And the the nice the one thing about basketball, if you can get a line that's one or two or three, you know. So I'll take Purdue tonight. If they cover, I win money. If they don't, you know, IU either yeah. wins or it keeps the game close. So yeah. it's still a win-win. But you can you can hit a lose-lose on this too, right? Well, it, and this is the way you got to look at it. The way I look at it, basketball being different than baseball, obviously you don't have as many games as baseball. you got 162. You only got so many, you know, 30 games of basketball or whatever. If Indiana keeps it close tonight, even if they don't win, I still think they're in the tournament. So what my thinking is tonight, if they win or keep it close, it's a win for me, for the Hoosiers tonight. It would okay? be interesting. If they get blown out by, you know, if they get beat by 10 – you know, you, you won. I win. It's still a win. If they get beat by four at Purdue, it's still a pretty good loss. Yeah, because they've been getting blown out. They've on been the getting road. blown out on the road. They've been winning all. So tonight's still a. It's one of them games where the the lines are. It's just funny, you know, being a six point line or something like that, and and so. Uh, you won last night on the the Maryland three. Yeah, the trap bet. I always called it. You know, the team. It's the. What number nine team in the country playing Minnesota? Just not a very good basketball team. And Minnesota it, is like the IU of last year, this year. So they're like five hundred, like the record's five hundred or barely above five hundred, and they're still a bubble team. Remember how IU just kept going back and very forth, similar. back and forth, back and yep, forth, back very and forth. similar. I've watched them play a handful of times. Uh, obviously, we watch a lot of Big Ten basketball around here, so I've watched them play a handful of times. Haven't been really impressed. Uh, that much, but I just felt anytime you get those one point lines, Minnesota's at home favored by one against you know Maryland that's just coming off a loss too. Maryland's just coming off a loss, uh, so it's just it's like man, this is just too good to be true. But I still took Maryland even though it was too good to be true. And, and when and when you're taking these bets, you're betting them through your bookie and through the online apps, or do you do you spread it out a little bit, or do you only bet one place the other? We covered that a little bit in the last one, but can you explain again? Well, no, I generally – I mean, I always bet both. Um, I'm on a little bit of a run now with my bookie, so I've got a little extra cash flow there. And uh, so I am a little uh, more careful when it comes to, uh, like, the Minnesota-Maryland game last night. I stayed a – would have been a good game to, to get on Maryland late and bet those – you know, they probably would have been getting, plus after they got down. After they got down, they shoot, they were down by – 12 with four minutes to go and you can bet up until like three minutes so if you they probably at that point in time might have been plus 300 you ever change your bets you ever bet one way with your bookie and the other way with the app uh no i generally don't do that unless the line's just crazy and that doesn't happen you know but the only time would be would be different is if i uh 
I bet both the game both with the online and my bookie the same, but then you know it starts to go a different way, and then you can get online, you right. can hedge you your can, bets, and we talked about hedging yep, bets and stuff, right? Exactly, which can net a lot of profit or it can get you in a lot of trouble, a little bit deeper hole. Who I'm trying to think who it was the other night that uh, I think it was Duke the other night. I think it was the Duke game. I was no, it up. was Gonzaga. It was Gonzaga oh. BYU. Yeah, Gonzaga stormed back. They got up to like plus two forty. Stormed back to within three a couple times, and I'm like, boy, if they pull this out, I'm going to be looking pretty good. And yeah, that didn't happen. Didn't happen. <laughs> you got anything else for us? Uh, I'm trying to think what we got here. We got a we got a late. Depending on how the IU game goes, I got a UC Santa Barbara game tonight at eleven <laughs> o'clock, ten o'clock Central Time that we'll have to keep track of here in about a week and a half and see if it comes through. <laughs> All right. So we're going to check back on some of the games that we that we discussed today. Uh, when we have you back, but I appreciate you stopping by, man. That was yes, fun. Sir. We'll do it again soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the 199 podcast with HVS, the high volume shooters. For more information, check out the blog at 199.com under HVS. And while you're there, do yourself a favor and pick up some retro college shorts. Till next time. <laughs>